Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one by one, spoiler free. I'm Harrison, and like Cordelia, I look darling in a green dress. And I'm Jason, and this is Slayer Fest 1998, this Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, down at the Sunnydale Arena and Exposition Center. Bring your kids, kids get in, kids five and under get in for free. They can meet Spider-Man and the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazard. $15 a seat, but you'll only need the edge. What episode are we watching did, this week? Did you write that, like script that out, or was that just, was that just... <laughs> Off the cuff. So I kind of like came in thinking like, oh, I want to do like one of those announcements that's like, oh, like uh, the monster truck rally. So like I just like did that and just started riffing on it. Nice. Mm -hmm. That was good. That was really good. <laughs> what I'm what I'm actually finding that I'm really liking about recording remotely is there's a lot like uh, there's a lot of like uh, like more spontaneity where I'm just like, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to answer your question, Jason, we are watching season three, episode five. Um, this is the one where uh, Cordelia is mistaken for faith and subsequently Buffy and Cordelia are hunted. Also, it's the one where Buffy calls Cordelia a vapid whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yes, she does. <laughs> Homecoming, yeah. <laughs> Homecoming was written and directed by David Greenwald and originally aired November 3rd, 1998. So Jason, what are you drinking this week? Well, Harrison, I am drinking a Sydney Sunrise. Okay. And um, it's a it's yet another uh, it's yet another pre-mixed cocktail from my box set. Uh, I picked one that required vodka, but honestly, this smells like if you mixed Hawaiian punch with rum, which I have mm -hmm. done before. I yeah. called it um, I called it a Highland Hawaiian. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, um, I'm I mean it, it'll probably taste good. But yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> okay. It's like I'm drinking blood. I am drinking, speaking of drinking blood, I'm drinking red wine. Yeah. <laughs> Probably closer <laughs> to the consistency of blood. Well, as Madame Vastro would say, there are two drinks on your planet, the color of, uh, the color of red wine. This is not red wine. <laughs> except that this is red wine. Uh, it's a dark red blend from a Franzia box. So. Oh, Silurians. <laughs> uh, so, Jason, it is your turn to take us in a toast. Um, okay. This is a toast to my friends that I miss the most, and you're one of them. Aww. Thanks, Jason. Cheers. Love you, buddy. Clink. Clink. How is it? Whoa. A lot more flavorful than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, um... There's kind of like the hint of like a gusher filling in there. <gasps> that like, sounds good. Oh, no, gushers great. now. But then like, but then, and then like, it's just overpowering the vodka. So they're like, you know, there's vodka in there, but you can barely taste it. Mm. It's like a big old drunken gusher. <laughs> That's what they called me Which in is college. They, damn it. Oh! <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was right there. 
<laughs> but no, that makes me really want gushers. Like now, I'm just like fuck. Next time we go to the grocery store, we need to get a thing yeah, of gushers. Dude, get your get your quarantine snack game up. Yeah, like uh, the last time I went to Meyer for some quarantine stuff, I uh, got like one of those big boxes of uh, the Welch's fruit snacks. Mm, um, yum. Yeah, that was great. And uh, it's also like if it was just like a big bag of them, then I probably would have just like eaten giant handfuls. But like if I take out one of the individual packs, then I'm like. I'll only eat one or eat <laughs> um, We have a bag of Doritos that I like really want to eat, but I haven't opened yet because I'm like, if I open this bag of Doritos, then that's it. No it's more Doritos. So. <laughs> well, the, the Doritos didn't just stop getting made, Harrison. <laughs> it's the last go bag. Get more. It's like a. What is it? It's a Woody Harrelson's obsession with Twinkies in uh, in Zombie oh, Land. Zombie Land. <laughs> All right. Uh, so homecoming. Um, so I'm before we even get into the episode, I want to ask you, Jason. Do you know what a homecoming like is? Because I didn't. I had to look this up. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that like uh, the the word that I typically pronounce or associate with it. Um, not related to like the high school traditions or whatever is the um is like soldiers coming home from battle like they say that's a homecoming um but yeah like a uh, high school wise it usually refers to like one of the first home games of the uh football team um more or less and there's usually a lot of fanfare associated with it like a dance or sometimes even like a parade the homecoming king and queen court all that jazz. So I looked it up. It's specifically for the, like, um, to celebrate, like, alumni of the school, like, coming home for, like, oh. a break. So it's usually in the fall. So it's, like, a fall break from college. Um, and, see, I've it's, it's such a trope in television. Obviously, Buffy has a homecoming episode. Um, as I mentioned to you... Uh, before we started recording, I watched the pilot of Smallville, which the first episode revolves around like a homecoming game and a homecoming dance. Um, and like it's any sort of show about well, it's high, a school. high school tradition. Yeah, but mine never had one. I was like, every time I've seen this, like in like high school type shows, I'm like, what the fuck is the homecoming dance? We never had that. Um, it's usually, and, I feel like when it's associated, I feel like it's usually associated with sports because I do mm-hmm. know that like the first home game that St. X would play would be the homecoming football game. Okay. And I believe there was a dance associated with that. Um, I don't remember if it was called the homecoming dance or if it was just called the fall dance, but yeah. um, I don't think I did, we did. I, didn't go it, to them. <laughs> I don't think we had anything like that, um, for at Trinity, um, or maybe we did. Maybe I just didn't like associate it. <laughs> um, but um, I've always just been like, "What the fuck is this?" So finally today, I was just like, "All right, we're gonna learn something new." Um, there you go. So, um, and I imagine in a smaller town, it's probably easier to make that like a big like community thing than in like a, a big city like where we live, mm-hmm. a big ish city. Um, Decent size. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, all that's to say is the Scoobies are preparing for the homecoming dance. 
And um, they decide to get a limo to go to the dance. And um, they, um, there's a really awkward moment though, where Puffy's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the homecoming dance yet. And is it Cordelia who says like, oh, did Scott not ask you? Like right as Scott comes up or is it Willow? Almost certainly. (laughs) Um, But I don't know. Willow's had her foot in her mouth pretty much every episode this season so far, so... Uh, um, let's not talk about Willow's mouth because I'm going to have a lot of feelings about it uh, <laughs> later in the episode. I, um... Yeah, I, I hate this episode. Oh, I really? Not, yeah, I, I honestly, like, I only remembered the Slayer Fest part of it. Um, and I completely forgot mm-hmm. that this is where, like, that whole Xander Willow stuff started as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I hated it. I, like, okay. I... I I hated it until like the last thirteen minutes or so. Okay. Because like I kind of I kind of like kept track of where I was in the episode when I started liking it. Okay. I I generally like this episode, but I also feel very strongly about the uh, the Willow Xander stuff, and it definitely um, drags the episode down. That's actually not like my biggest thing about it. Um, my biggest thing about it is like kind of the main thing, which is Buffy versus mm. Cordelia. Okay. I, I actually hate the way that it's that it goes out, but we're getting oh, yeah. ahead of ourselves. <laughs> um, also, here's another thing that I don't like. So Scott basically goes up to Buffy and assumes that she doesn't want to go to the dance because that mm-hmm. doesn't seem like her kind of scene, which is understandable. But at the same yeah. time, still like ask. I mean, right. If you guys are, like, kind of seeing each other, um, and then they, like, decide, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And then, and then like, just, like, what, five minutes later, he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think we should, like, be going out anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, I honestly didn't give two shits about you anyway, Scott. <laughs> so. Um, I agree. Oh, my gosh, that's quite a loud clap of thunder over here on my end. Um, I don't know if it caught on the recording, but... um, (laughs) I, yeah, I agree. This, this Scott dumping Buffy happens really abruptly, and the implication is that Buffy's really distracted by Angel, and she's not. But literally all of that happens within the space of these two scenes. Um, And also, like, I feel it doesn't seem like Angel has taken up that much of her time because she still has time that she spends with the Scoobies. Yeah. Yeah, like, and maybe some of that time could be used for spending with Scott, but also don't be, like, a creep that wants all of your girlfriend's time. Don't be season two and three Dean from Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Dean. Um... I remember when he was. Remember when season one Dean? He was so sweet. Yeah, season one Dean was honestly like, "Hey, you know what? I am totally cool with this being Rory's boyfriend." And then he just became just a, a fucking Chad. Ugh, Dean. <laughs> um, I think this would have tracked more if maybe we'd had like one more episode between this and Beauty and the Beast, where we can actually see this like. Um, distraction and like maybe several times where Buffy breaks 
like dates that she's supposed to be having with him so she could go be with angels stuff like that but i think it all boils down to the fact that like it never seemed like scott was that important of a character like i mean he showed up in faith hope and trick Mm -hmm. and like even the episode where like his best friends were turning into monsters and trying to kill each other He's not even there for that. He's he, we see him at the end of the episode dealing with it. Yeah, and it's just the He's, the entire. I honestly forgot about the Scott Hope relationship because, I mean, it's it, it means nothing. Yeah, in the I agree. Long run. I agree. Um, Sorry, guys, it meant nothing. And and all of you, all of you Team Scott Hope fans <laughs> out there, and I don't know. I can't remember for sure, but I think this might be the last episode he appears in like at in any capacity so it's a bit of a detour that doesn't really matter much um although i will say it might be all worth it for what faith does to him at the end of the episode but yeah um, we'll, we'll just leave that for the end um so um while this is happening after she leaves the um between their breakup, Buffy does go visit Angel, um, brings him some blood, and she basically confirms to us and to Angel that she's not going to tell anyone about his return um, because they won't understand. I mean, and you and know, I get that's it, actually a smart but... move. And, um, well, I say it's a smart move. Uh, I don't think it's a smart move. I think it's an understandable move. I yeah, um, I think I'd say it's a I'd say it's a smart move for not knowing how you would approach the situation because mm-hmm. right now you're just kind of like trying to help him get back from his feral state mm-hmm. and or feral as you said. I no um, no 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 no. I said feral, not feral. Feral. Excuse me. Feral. Like I'm I, I some being, sort of animal. I just animal. remember it being like wacky. Um Feral. Listen, get get uh, me a get me a bagel, or I'm gonna be feral. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Oh. So I feel like the one person that she could tell about it is Giles, mm-hmm. but at the same time, she also knows that the last time Giles saw Angel, he was being tortured by him. Mm-hmm. So she she doesn't have any place to go, and I feel with this. And I feel like, well, I mean, she had that therapist in the last episode, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she had Hooch, but... She'd be like, listen, Dr. Hooch, uh, <laughs> I need to tell you something, but it's going to require a lot of backstory. <laughs> so here crazy. are the box sets of seasons one and two of my show. <laughs> Give them a watch real quick. I've highlighted the <laughs> important episodes. No, I agree with you. I do think... I can understand. I I do think it's at this point a good idea to keep it from Willow and Xander, especially fucking Xander. I do think she needs to tell Giles this. I, I think I understand where she's coming from, why she's afraid to tell Giles. But I also think she is um, not giving Giles quite enough credit for how he would handle the situation. In all fairness, when when Angelus killed Jenny Callender, the first thing that Giles did was suit up and try to go in alone. It's a fair point. And, 
And in the Poltergeist episode, and I only have eyes for you, he immediately assumed that it was Jenny and decided not to help them at all with their theories. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I can't fully fault Buffy for this because while Giles is always like an amazing go-to, like I feel like the, all the episodes this season I've been saying that Giles is great. <laughs> Giles is like the best father figure on the show. This is like his one blind spot. That's fair. You know who she could have told? Oz. <laughs> no, Oz is like Oz has definitely proven himself super loyal, super loyal to Willow. That's true. So he'd be like, so you can't tell me this and not expect me to tell Willow. As Willow goes, so goes my nation. Yep, there you go. Uh, Buffy and Scott break up. And then there are two creepy guys watching from a van. Yep. And um, and they are communicating with Mr. Trick. Mm-hmm. Um, love Mr. Trick. Uh, and then in our next scene, who should we meet? This is the, this in my opinion is the only positive in the episode. I um, forgot this was in this episode. I always guys, forget. They have been... They have been not name dropping, but title dropping mm-hmm. uh, since the end of season two. But now we finally get to see the mayor, mm-hmm. and I don't know what you what guys are nice expecting. Guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's such a nice guy, and he's so clean. Yeah, it's um, it's really funny because so we get the mayor. He's very um, uh, genial. He's very kind of folksy, very um, polite. Um, and he's very much about washing his hands, which, you know what? He's right. Wash your hands. Um, yeah, you know what? In this time of outbreak and quarantine, be like Mayor Richard Wilkins. I would rather Mayor Richard Wilkins were running our country right now than our current president. I mean, he's just set the bar so low. <laughs> Hell, the master would be a better choice at this point. <laughs> um, so they, um, the deputy Actually, Trump mayor looks a little bit like the master now that I think about it. Oh, I he's, don't think that's very kind to the master. Well, he's like he's got like this saggy skin. Um, he's just ugly, and he's such a drama queen. It's um, true. That's and true. like, and honestly, they're kind of the same color almost. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> so um, well, there goes our last Trump supporters that were listening to this podcast. I think we lost those a while ago. <laughs> um, so they, um, the deputy mayor uh, Alan Finch, um, he. Mr. Informs Finch. the mayor that uh, two German brothers who are uh, terrorists are in Sunnydale. And um, this is when the mayor kind of chides him for not having clean enough hands. And the scene is done really well because he doesn't do anything like threatening. He doesn't do anything like overtly violent or anything like that. But um, the deputy mayor just seems terrified of this guy. Well, um I mean- so it's, Honestly, it's like the only good. person that, yeah, like Snyder, we, we've seen Snyder be like the main person who talks about the mayor mm-hmm. and at the mention of them, at the mention of him, if he's not on the mayor's good side, then he's frightened as well. 
Yeah. So you really kind of want to know what's going on, man. Yeah. What is underneath this um, this uh, genteel surface? I don't and know a yet. little bit of a spoiler alert: you're gonna find out throughout the season. Yeah. He's a good dude. Well, he's not a good dude. Anyway. Keep um, it here. So the next day, uh, it's picture day at the Sunnydale High, and. Um, I love everyone's pictures. Um, Willow. so you've got Cordelia, who's just, you know, picture perfect. The yeah. smile, the hair, it's all perfect. You've got Xander doing this dumbass, like, really smug grin with, like, his eyebrows raised. It, it is very indicative of their characters. <laughs> yeah. It's very character appropriate. Um, Willow is really cute. She smiles. It's gonna be a good picture until it takes too long for the cameraman to hit the button so then she kind of leans forward with a concerned look on her <laughs> face. And that's what her picture is. And then Oz is just stone. Yep. Um, uh, Oz is channeling his best Seth Green there. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, um, they uh, according, it's so funny here. According to the wiki, it says the gang sends Cordelia to tell Buffy that the yearbook photos are being taken that day. But if I recall correctly, doesn't Cordelia volunteer? They they mentioned like someone needs to go tell Buffy she's in the library, and Cordelia's like, "Oh, I'm going that way. Yeah, I'll let I her know." Yeah, I think I think that I think that sounds right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, but then she like gets distracted at the door of the library by like by um, a group of people who I don't remember off the top of my head. This is. It's kind of a forgettable episode for me. They're they're um, just um, a couple random students who she wants to make sure she gets their um, vote for homecoming. Their course. vote for homecoming, right? So she gets yeah. she gets distracted and does not um, does not tell Buffy. Um, Buffy, meanwhile, is um, uh, training with Faith and taking out all of her Scott Hope related aggression. Yep. on Faith's poor hands. And Faith is just like, damn, B, like, you should get dumped more often. <laughs> God, this episode's so great for Faith. <laughs> it is her. a very good Faith episode. <laughs> so after the whole Corey missing, giving Buffy the message debacle, um, she, like, tries to um, get that teacher recommendation mm -hmm. that uh, Snyder talked about in the uh, third episode. Yeah, I think so. Beginning of the third episode. Mm -hmm. And um, and obviously, like, he specified it can't be Giles. Uh, yeah. Specifically, he said it can't be British and a librarian. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so uh, I, can't uh, I can't remember, like, was it a history teacher? Um, it's a, um, it's like a, it's the class is like um, called something like Modern American Heroes from Amelia Earhart to Maya Angelou or something like that. So it's clearly a history class. So um, it makes me go. First of all, that does not sound like a high school course. That sounds like a college class. Yeah, I feel like the closest thing that we had to that at Saint X was um, one of our AP classes was Modern European History. And it was basically from, like, the Renaissance to, yeah. um, like, I think the end of the Cold War. It was just, yeah, it was just so specific. I was like, that sounds more like a college course than a um, than a high school class. But regardless, it sounded interesting. 
Like, yeah. Um, I was like, wait, wait, those progressive California schools. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, and you know, I think it was definitely done on purpose. It was a, uh, it sounds like a very feminist class to be in. Um, but yeah, like, and Buffy's trying to say like, oh yeah, you're like, you taught this class and it was so important to me and I need like a recommendation in order for me to like stay in school. And all the teacher can say is like, I'm sorry, but who are you? Mm-hmm. And that's sad. It's so, I and mean, she's so upset. Yeah. And the, the thing is though, is that I can easily see Buffy like not making that much of an impact in the class because it seems like she, uh, while she may have enjoyed it and gotten a lot out of it, I could easily see her sitting in the back and not Mm -hmm. answering questions or anything. And the teacher says, like specifically says like, were you absent a bunch? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so it's like maybe, Maybe Buffy just picked, like, the class that she enjoyed the content of the most mm-hmm. and immediately assumed that that meant that, like, oh, the teacher must like me. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, and I feel bad for Buffy, but at the same time, this is some of her bad habits catching up to her. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, being in a high school show. <laughs> uh, and um, this is where kind of Buffy's um, kind of... Um, emotional state is in this episode is spurred on by this she's it's that theme we're always talking about of how she wants a normal life she wants to do the other things that normal girls do Um, and the thing is is that she's probably she's feeling something that a lot of high school seniors feel especially but I'd say even um, even like college seniors Mm -hmm. um, and even adults who uh have finished up college or something like that or didn't finish up college but they kind of wonder like oh did i get the most out of this experience did i um will i even leave like a little bit of a mark yeah and uh and that's when she's like oh i mean i had all this stuff in my old school before i became the slayer but now all i've got is like a sixth of an eighth of a page or something like Mm -hmm. that and uh and then will is just like well, you actually don't have that either. So that means that, like, what, she won't have a picture in there? She won't have a picture in the yearbook? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I wonder if she'll have, like, a little entry in the yearbook, at least. It just says not pictured. But. I mean, there would definitely be, like, a not pictured. Um, yeah. But, yeah. But she is pissed when she finds out that and- Cordelia was supposed to tell her and didn't. I mean, I, I feel like that's more of, like, her being sad about the whole thing and then directing that at Cordelia. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is where it gets into the reason why I dislike this episode so much. Look. I feel like the conflict, because um, Buffy decides that she's going to be the... Uh, she's going to run for Homecoming Queen as well against Cordelia... Mm-hmm. And it ends up getting very petty between the two of them. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, super petty. And if this had happened in the first season, or I'd even give it the second season, I'd say, you know what? I get it. Like, th- this feels appropriate. I can see the storyline happening. But at this point, they've been through so much together. Buffy and Cordy have. And, um, yeah, like, 
the Scoobies have to take sides as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just... Even, like... And I know that we expect Cordelia to be vapid about this. Um, to, like, oh, popularity is all that matters to me and stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of been her character so far. We've mentioned several times that she has grown. Yeah. And it feels like a lot during the majority of the episode, before they start working together, it it doesn't... It doesn't feel that way. It feels like they're back to square one. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a bad color to see on Cordelia. It's a really bad color to yeah. see on Buffy. See, for me though, this works because of because of this very specific this very specific um, um, circumstances that have happened here. Um, I think Buffy is feeling really, really raw about just where she is right now in her life. Um, and this, all the, you know, she has, she's had this, like, uh, this angels come back trauma. Scott just broke up with her. This teacher doesn't even know who she really liked and respected, doesn't even know who she was. Um, she, and on top of that, she didn't even get to be in the fucking yearbook. Um, and her line later that really like ties all that together for me is when she, she says something about like, I just want in a couple of years to be able to look at my yearbook and to say, I was there. I went to high school. I did something normal. No, and she yeah, like, projects I... all of that onto Cordelia because Cordelia fucked up this chance for her to be in the school picture. And then, I mean, I feel like Cordelia just responds in kind. It's just like, listen, if you're going to come after me, like it's fucking no, on. And that, and that makes sense. But I feel like there've been low points in Buffy's life up until now and it never seemed like she immediately decided to get cutthroat and hostile about it. Um, I mean, like, hell, when Buffy, or hell, when Angel lost his soul in season two, I mean, Lord knows she was hurt by that. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't, I don't specifically remember her taking that out on really anybody besides... Angelus when she yeah. sees him. But I think that was more on her slayer side of life. I think That's what upsets true. her here is this uh, this affects her her normal life and a mm-hmm. chance she has at that. Um and I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say that Buffy's acting like a fucking saint this episode. She's not. Um, it's just like it, it, but, it just, yeah. to see them both be that petty yeah. and there, then like at the end there is the a regression. Be, yeah, and then at the end be like Oh, uh, you know what? We've been through this together. Like we're we're friends again. And I'm like, you've been through so much other stuff that's <laughs> worse than this together. I mean, god damn it. They have, but they also really haven't been through it together as a team. This is really the first like Cordy Buffy team up episode since the first season. I guess so, and you take out all the uh Yeah. You take out all the other Scoobies. Yeah. I think um, this is the first time that Buffy, even though she can see Bu- or see Cordelia, see that growth, this is the first time I think they've had a one-on-one relying on one another in a while. Which is part of the reason I like um, this episode, um, is that that team up towards the end. Um, yeah, and that's, that's when I start liking the yeah, episode. That's fair. Um, I just don't like everything leading up to mm-hmm. it. And... Uh, 
I gotta call out the uh, Buffy wiki on this because it is wrong mm. about something. Ooh, yes. Uh, it says an enraged Buffy decides to run for prom queen against Cordy. Uh, no, <laughs> prom happens at the end of the school year. Uh, yes, the the mm. uh, the episode is in fact called Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name of the episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, we go back to Slayer Fest and we see all the competitors, which include the Germans that we saw before. Mm-hmm. And fucking Lyle Gorch is back. He is back. I will say, I that find him... another reason for me to dislike <laughs> this episode. I find him a lot more tolerable in this episode. Well, there's also less of him in the episode, Exactly. <laughs> he's, he's there as this kind of... Um, this, like, color, colorful gang of rogues for Buffy to, uh, to face off on in this episode. And unlike in Bad Eggs we don't just get, like, random scenes of him and his stupid-ass brother, like, yeah. for no reason. Uh, we don't try to make a story. Yeah. They're, like, they're just antagonists yeah. that are going to be there for one episode. Yeah. Um, I do love that... Uh, I do love when Mr. Trick is kind of, like, going around, talking to everybody, and then, like, stops mid-speech. He's like, what in the hell are you? Kind of um, spiny-headed thingy. Yeah, Kulak of the Miquat clan. I and, um, love this demon. I think this demon no, design it, is really cool. And yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's one of those funny like, um, oh god, I, I, it's something very specific from Angel season two. Um, mm. But basically, just like one of those things that like they throw in there just for the laughs. Yeah, and it um, it, it works. Um, but yeah. Uh, and it reminded me, like, just that he stopped mid-speech. <laughs> reminds me of um, one of my favorite moments in, since we're going to talk about high school, let's talk about AP American History. Okay. I had this, I had this teacher who um, the whole class would uh, basically be, like, his own prepared lecture. He didn't, like, go through slides or anything like that. He would mm-hmm. just kind of, like, give us the lecture on the topic at the time. And I do, if I had to guess, I'd say this was something about Reconstruction, I don't remember off the top of my head because I completely... The only thing I do remember from this is, like, him... He's just... So he would say something like, so the big thing that you have are these carpetbaggers, and these guys are running through the South trying to... What the hell happened to you? Like, right (laughs) in the middle of class, and we turn around, and there's this guy in our class. I won't say his name, but, like... um, And he had, like, this black eye... um, (laughs) From, from like, uh, and it's because he was on the wrestling team, so he, like, had accidentally gotten, like, a stray hit in the eye. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it looked like somebody just wailed on him. <laughs> and the, just, like, the fact that the teacher stopped mid-sentence and was like, what the hell happened to you? Like, nice. It just took us out of it. Like, what? <laughs> That's, that, that was a nice little memory that came up while I was, during that scene. Um, nice. But yeah, basically, like, uh, Trick is saying that uh, they're two slayers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, they're both the targets of whoever can kill them. Yep. Whoever can take them out. Um, and earlier in the episode, um, it had been established that um, they um, the limo was going to get... Uh, pick up Faith first. Oh, yeah, because Faith and Buffy are going to go to the homecoming dance together. 
Um, Hell after, yeah. Um, Solidarity so, sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but the limo is going to pick up Faith first, then pick up Buffy, and then get the rest of the gang, um, which the Germans over here. So just take that little bit nugget of info, listeners, and just tuck it into your pocket for later. Um, so, um, okay, so let's, let's, yeah, we gotta get to this part. let's deal with this. Let's deal with the Willow and Xander of it all. I hate it. Okay. <clears throat> all right. You got that out of your system. It's not good. It's, it, hmm. See, I'm trying to think of like something to say besides it's not good and all I'm coming up with is it's bad. It's, it's, it, it's it real is, bad. This is, so for it, you where you were saying like, um, you know, this Bucky Cordelia behavior feels like a regression to previous seasons. I, that's how I feel about the Xander and Willow thing. Like, no, oh my it, God. It, and I can't even justify this. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere. Um, like, because at this point, like Willow and Oz seem as good together as ever. Mm-hmm. And um, like where like ugly looking werewolf and all. Yeah. And um, and Xander and Cordelia, they're just Xander and Cordelia. You yeah. kind of just like if they were if they were nice to each other, that's when you would need to be worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it, it comes out of nowhere. But uh, yeah. Willow is trying on dresses and um, she's also helping Xander like put on his bow tie or whatever Mm -hmm. and it's one I get that they've been friends since like they were tiny little kids yeah but that seems like something weird to be doing as like high school seniors I mean is it just me I mean I don't know I to me what's weird is is not the idea that Xander would help Willow pick a dress. No, 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 no. That's not it's what's coming. W- it's just like the fact that they're changing in the same room. Yeah. That, that, that's that's kind of weird. And why does she have multiple dresses? Like, I mean, Now I that know. I can understand because she wants... She's probably been like... This is my headcanon. Okay. She's been wanting to go to a dance for a long time. But she hasn't gone to a dance. But every time a dance rolls around, she picks out a dress okay. and hopes that somebody will ask her. I, I mean, I that. know that's a, I know that's a little uh, pretty in pink sort of thing there. But, um, <laughs> no, it works for me. I think hey, it, we're in high school. Come on. The, um, the there's this one dress she picks that's got this like floral lace top that is kind of translucent. That's really really nice. And then this just like horrid like floral uh skirt part um that was it's awful but the one she picks is actually really pretty it's um it is it's just a simple like black dress with like um off the shoulder sleeves um Mm -hmm. it she looks great in it so i can totally understand why xander is like oh god willow's hot and Um, you know xander I'll, i'll give this to willow Xander doesn't look awful in the tux. Yeah. But then again, like, it's actually really funny how um, there have been a few occasions where I've worn a tux, and uh, it's really funny when, like, if girls see me for the first time in a tux, they're like, wow, Jason. So I think, (laughs) like, I think, like, the right tux on a guy 
Oh yeah. Like changes changes so much. Yeah. Like it, and I mean, you could say the same thing for the right dress uh, for um, for like an amazing dress on a girl. Yeah. I mean, that's like a trope in in like eighties teen comedies. Yeah. It, like the, yeah, the girl like the the nerdy looking girl puts on like takes off her glasses, <laughs> lets down her hair, and then puts on like a really nice dress as opposed to the jeans or overalls that she was wearing for the entirety of the movie. And then voila, you've got a girl who's even more beautiful than the original hot girl that the that the protagonist has been chasing after. Uh, or in that episode of 30 Rock where uh, Tracy puts on a pair of glasses and starts calling himself Ogbert. And then at the end of the episode, he takes the glasses off, and Jenna just goes, Ogbert? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Um, I'm sorry for spoiling every single 80s teen (laughs) romance. Like, every single one. Um, So yeah, so basically, though, that's what there is to say about this scene. They're trying on clothes for homecoming. They kiss. It's horrible. I hate every second of it. Uh, and unfortunately, guys, this this does take place. This does continue to take place mm-hmm. over the next couple episodes because hey. unlike <laughs> unlike popping up out of nowhere, it doesn't go away all of a sudden. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, but yeah, you know what? It. We, I think we've talked enough about that now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. On. We'll have more later. Let's so the next. On. The next day, um, Willow, uh, Oz, and Xander are in the library with Buffy. Um, and Buffy has a big, crazy whiteboard um, analyzing her homecoming competition. The strengths and weaknesses. So and, uh, I've written them down. Okay. All right. Go for it. Because so, there's one in particular that I enjoy. Um, so but, Cordelia's uh, strengths are popular with boys, makes friends easily, has money to buy votes, expensive clothes, and perfect teeth. That's her all we- true. Yeah. Her weaknesses are manipulative, two-faced, bad in sports, superficial, no sense of humor, fake smile, brie, and Xander. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's my favorite part. That is... <laughs> that like the fact that Xander's listed as a weakness, so it's like it's like even the writers are on the same page as us. Yep. Um, <laughs> and then there are two other girls competing, uh, Michelle and Holly. Michelle's strengths are um, popular cheerleader, athletic, yearbook editor, friendly, good cook, and nice. Her weaknesses are bad skin, wears polyester. PB Crazy, which I assume stands for Peanut Butter Crazy. Hey, I'm Peanut Butter Crazy, and I see that as one of my greatest strengths. <laughs> um, dandruff, too much makeup, and never studies. Uh, Holly's strengths are debate skills, straight A's, drill team, good in sports, always studies, nice, and sweet. Her weaknesses are few friends, new student, no boyfriend, introvert, and always studying. Yeah, this, um, like I said, this isn't a good color on Buffy. Um, but it is a nice color on the writers for some uh, yeah, fun no, little no. background Props gags. to them, like, just making that. And, uh, gosh, I kind of, like, want to go grab the jar of peanut butter that's in my cabinet right now and just, like, start <laughs> eating it with a spoon. Because I am, I am prone to doing that quite a bit because I, 
I admit it, I am PB crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Buffy needs their help um, um, with defeating Cordelia, but they're all going to be helping Cordelia, it turns out. Xander's I mean, helping I- her because he is her boyfriend. Uh, Willow is helping her because she's feeling guilty about the kiss. Although she claims to uh, Buffy, it's because she needs so much more help than you do. See, I always just assumed that it was, um, that it was because that like Cordy's been working on becoming homecoming queen longer than Buffy. So I originally thought that like, Oh, Oh, she just asked Willow to do this beforehand. Now, if she did that, if she asked Willow to do this after Buffy got into the race, that's even bad. That's even worse yeah. looking on Cordelia. I am willing to, I'm willing to bet that she asked Willow first before Buffy was in the race. Um, but I do think that normally Willow could be swayed to Buffy's side via her loyalty to Buffy, but mm-hmm. she's overcompensating really hard. And then, of course, as we mentioned, uh, and she does, she says it later in the episode to to Xander that they're both overcompensating by by helping Cordelia more. Um, and then Oz just says, "As Willow goes, so goes my nation." Which, God damn it, Oz! That oh, what a peach! What a treasure! What a peach! Um, so, um, I like this uh, in the wiki. It says. Um, uh, as the evildoers are honing their skills for their upcoming hunt, the competition at Sunnydale High is heating up as well. Ethics give way to bribery with sweets and money. God, that sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like it should be a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, we we do we get this montage though of them uh, um, trying to woo certain students to their side. Um, this is the scene where you mentioned earlier where they Willow and um or fuck Cordelia and Buffy have their confrontation in the hallway where she uh she calls Cordelia a vapid whore, which is like Yeah. Whoa. Cause I don't remember what Cordy called Buffy. It is it was, not yeah, as bad that, as calling yeah. her um let me see if it's in the quotes of this episode. Um No, that like that one took me by surprise. Like, just... Yeah. It it seems so harsh for this show. It does. And it's like... And and it doesn't seem harsh. Like, like, okay, when Willow... We have that line where Willow's like, oh, what's Xander's number again? Oh, 1-800-I'm-dating-a-skanky-ho. Like, it's harsh, but it's funny because it's, like, not to Cordelia's face... And yeah. it's like it's more like whoa Willow that seems like out of character so that's kind of funny. This is just like Buffy to Cordelia's face just calls her a vapid whore and it's like rude. It is yeah, it's mean. That is it is and yeah that that might be that might be like the point when I really I think at this point in the episode I was trying to like say I don't know if this is as bad as I think it is but then like when she said that. Then I was like, oh, I don't like that at all. Um, I I think this is the moment where... Um, this is the moment where Willow 
is just like, holy shit, this has gotten really bad. Um, and um, the gang... Um, the gang comes up with this plan to uh, restore the dynamics of their group. So they still pay for the limo. Yes. And uh, the limo stops to um, stops at Buffy's house, and Faith was supposed to be the mm-hmm. first person that got picked up, but yep. uh, Buffy gets in and sees that it's Cordelia. So basically they are going to like take the whole trip to the school themselves and mm-hmm. work it out. Yep. And I love the note that they are given... Um, just at the end that just says, P.S. The limo was expensive. Work it out. <laughs> um, I do like that. They're just, it's like really nice. It's like, no, we, we, you know, we don't, we don't like this fighting going on between you two. We really want to give you two a chance to just air out all your feelings. And then at the end, do it. You don't have a choice. Um, and they also get some nice corsages. Um, mm-hmm. Cordelia picked the um, the orchid, I think, because it goes with their skin. Um, yes, because it goes with their skin. skin. And then Buffy says it does have that sallow tint. <laughs> and Cordelia, <laughs> Cordelia I, I, has this I look love, on her face where she's like, "Fuck you." I love that. Like when Buffy's trying to be, um, like in any other instance, Buffy will usually like try to throw the words thingy or. Like mm-hmm. take a word, take a noun, and turn it into an adjective by adding like a y, um, even though that's clearly not a word. <laughs> but when she's trying to like be vicious, she will whip out that lexicon. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel personally attacked with that uh, adding a y to the end of the word. That is my primary strategy in Scrabble. It's also wrong. You should lose every time. You are awful at Scrabble, aren't you? I'm pretty bad at it. Um, so Just have that uh, challenge ready to go when you're playing Harrison. <laughs> like no, no, the like the asshole thing to do, which you'll still get points for, is throwing the s onto the nouns or the es onto the nouns. That's, yep. the, that's the bitchy way to get points. Especially Scrabble. if you can get that S onto like a double, uh, double word or triple word um, yeah. box. No, what, what a slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was playing words with friends one time and someone I was playing with started the game and they like had a, whatever word they were using had like an X in it or a Z, one of the big letter words and it was long enough that if they had put the first letter of the word on, like, the starting space, they would have hit the double word um, thing. And you but they put like, an S and got it. They, well, yeah, yeah, but they, like, offset it. They, like, put, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Okay. Anyway, this is not a Words with Friends or a Scrabble podcast. I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> um, so they, um, the limo stops they get out. Um, they 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 attempt to have some conversation, but it it don't go well. Um, but when they get out of the uh, the limo, they are not at Sunnydale High. Um, they are just um, in the out in the middle of nowhere in the woods. There is a TV, um, and it plays a message for Buffy and Faith for Mister Trick. Um, 
welcoming them to Slayer Fest 98. Um, Tickets only $15 a <laughs> seat, but you'll only need the edge. Um, and I do love this Cordelia's like, I'm not Faith. You got the wrong girl. <laughs> and it's clearly a tape that she's talking to. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's a question. So have we already gotten to the point where Buffy says that she wants that perfect moment? Or is this... No, I think that happens when they're in the cabin. Okay, because well, I, I think that's where it was. They haven't gotten into the cabin yet. Basically, someone shoots at them, and they run to the cabin. Yeah, yeah. And then they watch the tape. No, the tape is out like on the side of the road, right? But how would they have watched it? Magic. I don't know. <laughs> I I leprechauns. Regardless, I. I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, when when Buffy and Cordy are trying to hold themselves up in this tiny shack, um, uh, Cordelia is like, uh, as as is the trope, um, they mm-hmm. are under um, they are under attack. So now's when they try to uh, work out their differences, and they're finally yeah. honest with each other. Um, sometimes that trope can get really annoying, but whatever it can um, i think the, it uh, works here it works here because they're they're I mean, not just, just sitting down and talking it just it's, happened in the house party episode with the zombies that's true yeah you know, like, i it, think it ha- what works for me is because this conversation is happening while they're still being like proactive and like yeah um it's a um the 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 action doesn't get interrupted by this heart to heart it's all like yeah happening in one go but yeah cordelia and cordelia basically comes out saying like oh this is like this is everything that i've wanted why on earth are you even bothering with this which is an okay question because we've never Mm -hmm. seen buffy go this hard for something that is school or social related before um yeah and then that's when buffy has the line that is um very indicative of her journey so far, but like she wanted, mm-hmm. she wanted yeah. like I've actually, a perfect. I've got the quote right here. Um, well, then read off the quote, <laughs> Mr. Harrison. Um, so Buffy says, I thought homecoming queen. I could open the yearbook someday and say I was there. I went to high school and had friends. Um, and just for one minute, I got to live in the world and there'd be proof, proof that I was chosen for something other than this. Besides, I look cute in a tiara. Uh, yeah, and you know, I it, it is a good it is a good sentiment, but at the same time, if you don't know what the sh- that that's what the show is all about by now, mm-hmm. you haven't been watching it. Yeah. I mean, it to me, it kind of feels like you're beating us over the head with something that we've already seen before. But I will I will say this to um to people who thought that they don't. Like, to if you're in high school, um, or if like you got out of high school and you felt that like maybe not a lot happened to you while you were there, mm-hmm. that a certain point of your life is not the be all end all. Like, I'd say my experience in high school was um, overall pretty average. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people. I, I didn't have it as great as some people, but um, I know I didn't have it as bad as a lot of other people. Um, I was able to do like stuff that I wanted and I came away maybe not with 
a ton of really a ton of friends but i did have uh, like i met one of my best friends and mm-hmm. um while i was in high school and uh and ten and technically like even though they were in my brother's class i met like a lot of my other really close friends that i still hang out with on a weekly basis um now we just do it via zoom because uh, <laughs> of the because of you know the whole backstreet boys tour um, <laughs> but the uh have I told you about that, by the way? I, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's insane. Uh, but Because sometimes I say, like, oh, because the whole Backstreet Boys reunion tour, and everybody's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but um, it's... Uh, but, yeah, your life isn't defined mm-hmm. by how good high school was. Yeah. And if it is, I mean, I hope it was good. It's... But, like, I... I look at my life now and I've got so much, so many wonderful things. Mm-hmm. And, um, I feel like if I had told that kid back then, um, Oh, here's like all the friends that you'll have. And here's like how great things are going for you. Then he wouldn't even believe me. He'd be like, there's yeah. no way. No, I, I agree with you completely. Um, and unfortunately it is like, it's impossible. I mean, I guess not impossible, but it's very difficult for people who are in high school to to, yeah. under, to grasp that. Um, no, because it is literally it, like the biggest thing happening in your life. It is, yeah. it is like the center. And it, it, the, I guess the reason that high school spick, um, uh, sticks out so much more than grade school or I did not have a good grade school experience, but I don't let that weigh me down. Um, uh, but, um, I think the reason that high school sticks out so much is because, you know, college goes so many different ways. Mm-hmm. High school is kind of like one, it's really where you like start to truly come of age. It's like mm-hmm. where you, it's the very beginnings of when, or maybe like, maybe even the medius part of when you're turning from like the person that you've been to the person that you will be. It's like, yeah it's very much like that a big part of the transition to adulthood but also it's kind of like one of the last like communal experiences you'll have with people that you may have known all your life yeah like willow and xander and it's very um it's your first i think it's most people's first like um taste of independence um yeah and getting to live a life that is of their choosing for the most part um but also yeah, having a safety net. I was going to say, but, but having a safety net of like still being a teenager and still mm-hmm. like living with your parents and having them to take care of you. Um, it's, it's, it's a very unique period in a person's life um, where they are having adult experiences while still... Um, having the safety of childhood I, I think is like the most yeah that's that's a good way to put it yeah um and I look back I like look at my time hop and I look at things in high school where I'm just like like posts I'd make on Facebook and be like oh my god I cannot believe I'm like I, I'm posts that I made when I was like a sophomore that was just like I'm I've fallen in love and now I truly know what love is and I'm like oh my god fuck you you little twerp See, I um, I I don't have that problem because I didn't get Facebook like that. Was, 
technically I had a MySpace page for a hot minute, but mm-hmm. I did almost nothing with it. Um, a girl that I dated at the time, uh, she was more into MySpace, and so she was the one who kind of like got into that one for me. But um, but uh, I didn't get a Facebook page until I want to say late senior year. Mm. So I think like the earliest pictures on there of me are like my senior my senior musical at St. X, senior prom, like. Uh, when did you first get Facebook? I think I got a Facebook my freshman year of oh, wow. of high school. See, like that was just that was just kind of beyond me, of <laughs> course. By the time, like, how many years are we apart? Uh, two, I think. I graduated in two thousand ten. Really, I would have thought that we were further apart, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe like maybe when high schoolers started really getting into Facebook mm-hmm. was like we both got into it at the same time. Yeah, I th- I think I so. Might, and, I, and I probably got into it a year late, so. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah. So, all of that is to say, from a high schooler's perspective, high school is the end-all, be-all. But once yeah. you're on the other side of it, holy shit, it is not. Um, <laughs> That's true. So, um, over at the dance, uh, Xander and Willow were not having a good time, and Giles run- <laughs> runs up to them and says... <laughs> Oh my god, an emergency! And then he's like, I'm just Bobby's joking. in danger! Yeah, and then he's like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, uh, wait, leave it to Giles to, like, not have a lot of screen time this episode, but still have, like, the best line in the whole damn show. It's so funny. <laughs> and they're just like, they just look at him just like, dude, fuck off. Like, we're not in the mood. Um, and then Because obviously, Faith, like, Xander and Willow are still, like, are still thinking about their smooch. Yeah, and, and they uh, should. Um, and Oz is in the band. And Faith and, uh, is um, walking over to Scott Hope. And she says, I have this one as well. Scott, there you are, honey. Hey, good news. The doctor says that the itching and the swelling and the burning should clear up. But we got to keep using the ointment. And then she turns to the girl that Scott's with and just goes, hi, and walks off. <laughs> 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 And it is, um, it's, it's just, it's great. Um, yeah, no, like, way to go, Faith, for being the BFF that Buffy needed in this episode. Right? It wasn't Willow. And I, listen, you know Willow I love Willow, but she's, she made her bed and she needs to lie in it alone. She was too busy <laughs> macking on Xander. Yeah. Um, so... Back on uh, back at Slayer Fest, um, Buffy catches one of the hunters, which is the, um, the basically it's just like the hunter guy. He's like a jungle. The guy who is not Kane. Yeah, but it was really funny when I looked him up just to see, like, wait a minute, is that the guy from the werewolf episode? And um, apparently on the Buffy wiki it says, oh, he's often confused with Kane. Yeah. I was looking to see if maybe he was supposed to come back, if it was supposed to be Kane, but I couldn't find anything that um, that said that. Um, this, uh, this guy, like, as as bad as the characterization was for Kane, at least he had characterization. This yeah, guy this guy's just there. He's kind of there. Um, he, um, he tells them 
about basically what's um, what's going on. And um, he's killed by... Who kills him? Because it's not Buffy. Um, um, is, it the, is it like the dinosaur demon? Uh, hang on. Uh, I'm checking the... Let's see. I SCP. honestly can't even remember. Uh, oh, no. He's not killed. He just gets caught in the... Um, he just gets caught in like the bear trap. And they just leave him there. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't see what happens to him. Um, yeah. And then uh, this is where this is where this conversation, Cordelia confesses to Buffy that she loves Xander. Um, and she, when Buffy's like, you love him? And she's like, well, you know, he grows on you. Like a chia <laughs> pet. <laughs> um, Which those don't grow on you. <laughs> Um, and uh, she's like a, a more apt description would be like, he grows on you, you know, like a wart or a tumor <laughs> or a tumor. My God. Um, and that's where Buffy gives her speech about, about this. So they, Oh, by the way, like Xander kissing Willow, even though Willow was an equal participant, still total chatteler <laughs> for Xander. Um, also, I guess Will is kind of a Chad, too, in this. We Honestly, I think what we're finding through some of our discussion is Willow is not on her best behavior early this season. Yeah. Between this and Dead Man's Party. Like, she is, um... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it. And you feel like when she's with somebody as good as Oz that she, uh, she'd be a little better, but... Mm-hmm. She, she's um, just... I don't appreciate this uh, side <laughs> of her. <laughs> um, Cordy and um, Buffy are able to fight off some of their adversaries. Um, the um, the like shack is blown up by the Germans with uh, the the demon inside. Buffy and Cordelia manage to escape. Um, There's uh, a phone. There's there is a phone. phone. The oh yeah, there's the phone. They call. Um, they manage the to call the library and get Giles, but unfortunately, the Gorches uh, get to Giles first. And hey, you can chalk up another Giles getting hit on the head because yes. even though we don't see it, it happens. He, he has clearly suffered a head wound and is unconscious. So um, there you go. We've got another count of uh, Giles's. Uh, blunt force trauma to the head. <laughs> Cheers, Giles. I'm out of I'm out of liquor. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and of course, and um, important, Cordelia has acquired a spatula during uh, during this fight. Um, it just it just makes me think of uh, have you you see we've watched Meet the Robinsons, right? I uh, no, I've not seen it. Oh my god! Oh, I know it's, you really like that. Like I love that movie so much. That is like a top tier Disney movie for me. But like, there's this point where like one of the characters or the characters decide to split up and look for clues Two of the characters in there. And, um, and one comes back and he's like, look what I've got a stick. And, and the other character is just like, has all these blueprints and stuff for how to like make their plan go. He's just like, all right. So with all of that, Combined with my stick, and just like his brain freezes. Nice. We need to watch uh, 
We, we need to watch um, Meet the Robinsons because it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Um, they, uh, uh, the Buffy manages to dust uh, back at the school. They fighting the Gorches. And uh, Candy Gorch, Lyle's husband, is dusted thanks to the spatula that Cordelia had gotten uh, in the cabin. So good job, Cordelia. Um, and then Cordelia just has such a badass moment uh, where she, um, Lyle Gorchley. She Lyle run away. She does. She's, um, she gets up in his face and she gives this monologue about how like, you know, Buffy's the runner-up. I'm the real slayer. And, like, if you've seen what she can do, what do you think I'm going to do to you? And he runs away. He and falls for it. He's, it's of course great. He's also, he, he, he's also just, like, he sucks, so. He does. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have bought this from, like, the master or, like, <laughs> but from this guy, yeah. Um, there is a great, um, there, if you ever go and watch some bloopers from the show, there are several bloopers from this, this, this encounter. And there's one of them <laughs> I always remember where the Lyle Gorge, the actor just goes, I'm gonna, and Cordelia goes, you're gonna what? And then they, the two of them just like <laughs> lose it. <laughs> it's, um, it's a, it's a really good like blooper reel. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't normally, uh, go into, uh. I don't normally go into like the special features too much on uh, my DVD and Blu-rays, but I do, I do enjoy the a good blooper reel. Uh, like those are a those good are blooper best. reel, though. Yeah. Like there are some blooper reels which are just like uncomfortable, um, where it's literally yeah. just someone making a mistake, but then like no one laughs, and it just kind of makes you feel like. Uh, I'm just I watching some someone make best, a mistake. Some like, of the best blooper reels that I've seen are from Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, I don't know really that I've seen any of those. In, in, the first, in the first season, like uh, Patrick Stewart is always trying to like keep everybody serious and on point, but everybody else is like just uh just like joking around and having fun. <laughs> and it's it's a hilarious contrast or con contrast. Bleh. And uh, but then there is like this one part where um uh like it shows uh Patrick Stewart saying like Mr. Crusher, Wolf Five, engage, and uh, and then like uh, it's like and now for intro and uh, and then like everybody just starts like dancing around and go like da 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 da. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Um, oh. <laughs> man, I am the, uh, I am the king of tangents today. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and then, uh, finally, the last of the hunters to be dispatched are the Germans. Um, Buffy realizes that the, um, corsages they received were not from their friends, but were left there by the Germans and have tracking devices in them. Which, um, by the way, killer idea for those Germans. Uh, literal... Like Oh wait, the Germans' idea to track them, or Buffy's idea of using yeah, the, the trackers I against them? Well, actually both. Okay. But um, I gotta hand it to those Germans, like knowing that they were heading to a dance, and then using yeah. that to like make them willingly put on those trackers 
That's kind of brilliant. Yeah, it's very smart. Um, and then Buffy's idea to um, use the trackers to trick the, the Germans into shooting at each other. Um, also, it's really clever. Pretty cool. Um, the police intercept Mr. Trick, uh, take him and take him to Mayor Wilkins' office, and um, uh, basically uh, convinces Mr. Trick to work for him. Um, so, and there's that's pretty much all that happens in that yeah, scene, but yeah, the, very the important. Says that he, the mayor says that he has plans and he can't like he can't let Mr. Trick be going rogue. And so he's willing to, like, make him a part of his plans. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see that moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, Cordelia and Buffy arrive at the homecoming dance. Uh, they look like hell. Um, they, there's this yeah, great... Yeah, imagine, imagine Veronica Sawyer at the end of, uh, <laughs> at the end of Heather's The Musical. <laughs> And you it's look just like, like hell. I just got back. Got back. <laughs> um, Xander has this great line where he's like, "Oh my god, what did you do to each other?" And Buffy just goes, "Long story." Cordelia just goes, "Got hunted," and Buffy goes, "I guess it wasn't Not that so long." long <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, um, they now like Buffy and Cordelia are kind of like, "Oh hey, you know what? It's all right. Like everything's cool." And then. They announced, like, oh, hey, it's a tie. And so Buffy and Cordelia are like, oh, we must be tied. But then it's the other two girls. <laughs> it's the other two girls. <laughs> yeah, that and was a good moment. Like, it's so good. And they look at each yeah. other, and then they just, like, leave. And yeah, they're like, fuck this. And, and um, uh, Devin from Dingo's Ate My Baby, who announced the winner, is just holding the crown, like, over each of the two girls' heads, and, like, going back and forth. <laughs> And, you know, the first time I watched this episode, I was like, but why did the other two girls win? It really did seem like this this race was between Buffy and Cordelia. Until I, and I was thinking about, I was thinking about that a lot on our, this watch. And I do think it's that scene in the hallway where Buffy and Cordelia get into the argument and Buffy calls her a vapid whore. Um, there are a lot of students around. Um, and they are watching this happen. And I do think that interaction probably made a lot of students go, I'm not voting for either of these bitches. And also, I think, like, I think it may have been, like, Buffy and Cordelia obviously have, like, they've been trying to campaign, but I feel like um, I think both of those other contestants were really nice. So when they yeah. ask people for, like, votes, they're like, oh, yeah, sure, they're yeah. nice. Um, I agree. So, but it's such a good ending of them just being like, what it the is. fuck? Like, I cannot... Uh, and again, if, if there's, like, more... If, if you need more proof that, like, hey, you know what? High school, it's all a bunch of shit. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, that is Homecoming. Um, so, I, I obviously came, came out of this episode a little more positive than you, Jason, um, so I'm going to give this uh, episode, I'm giving this episode um, uh, three and a half out of five corsages with trackers in it. Um, the Cordelia Willow, or fuck, the Willow Xander stuff brings it down a lot. I'm giving it a, a two, two out of five bow ties that Xander can't tie on his own. Okay, um, well, listen, not everyone yeah. can tie a bow tie on their own. <laughs> 
Some of us have husbands to do it for us. You know, John was supposed to teach me how to like tie a bow tie, but never got around to it. Um, <laughs> that might be on me for not like bringing over a bow tie for him to show me how to do it. I mean, but, we've uh, also, you know, we have bow ties. Like, yeah. Next, yeah, next and, time you're and, over. Normally we're in like the middle of doing something and all of a sudden, and I don't want to be like, oh, hey, actually, can you pause this thing for, can you pause this movie for a minute? I want to learn how to tie a bow tie. John, you know, show me. You know he fucking would. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he, he would welcome it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's just like, I don't, I don't like how petty, um, I'm not a fan of the Willow and Xander stuff either nor of anything that follows with it in the next few episodes. And I am not a fan of, uh, but I'm also just not a huge fan of the Buffy Cordelia, like being really petty to each other. I'm, I don't yeah. like that look on either of them, especially because like, I mean, Buffy has never been like that kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, at least in the time that we've known her as the Slayer. Yeah. And, uh, she's never, um, and Cordy has made, like, such huge steps to the point where, like, oh, she helped plan Buffy's surprise party um, mm -hmm. for her birthday. And, uh, and like, all this other stuff that she's helped out with. Like, she, she always is willing to, like, go along with the Scoobies while they're investigating. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just to see them, like, go at each other and then have it all, like, oh, a typical... And I think this is, like... I say typical, but I think it's mostly apparent in Buffy episodes because there's more combat in them. Mm -hmm. But, like, working out your differences in the middle of combat, um, that kind of being an excuse, like, a um, an express to the, uh, to the resolution. Yeah. It, it kind of gets old. Um, yeah. There's definitely a shorthand there. Yeah. But, hey... It's 42-minute episode, so... Yeah. Um, I just have to say, too, um, I already mentioned it at the top of the episode, but Cordelia's homecoming dress, is she looks fucking great in it. I don't think we see her wear green a lot. Um, I feel like she usually wears, like, blues and reds, and um, the, the green dress just looks really, really good on her. I mean, um, almost anything looks good on her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she also wears, like, this, like, light blue sweater when she comes into the library um, when they're, like, analyzing the homecoming people. Mm -hmm. um, that also just looks really good. Yeah. So. I mean, she, she, she always looks flawless. Um, do you have uh, a drinking game for this week? Um, uh, let's see. Take a drink. Um... Oh, you put me on the spot now. I always forget <laughs> to think of. I always forget to think about these things, and then like my actual like drinking game is lame. Um, I guess uh, take a drink. Take a drink every time one of those hunters just flat out misses. <laughs> uh, that's a good good one. Uh, I'm gonna say take a drink every time. Faith is just such a good friend to Buffy this week. Yeah. Um, cool. Anything, anything else from, for me, Jason? Nope. All right. Well, take us out of here. All right. Um, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Band Candy, which yes. is a, uh, it, it's we're, fun. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a great yeah. time. You know what? We should eat candy while we... 
talk about this. Oh, but you don't like us eating on the podcast. Um, but we can eat a we can eat a candy bar like at the beginning. We're we'll like, what candy or, are or you like, eating? Or maybe have like some like get one of those like make a drink that's uh, that like is named uh, after like a, candy. Or like a, just a aggressively sugary drink. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was gonna say like um, I was gonna say like oh something that involves uh, Kahlua and uh, Bailey's. And or um, mm. like one of those like fruity drinks. It's like a Skittle or like yeah. a, a lemon drop or something like that. Skittles. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. Okay, so yes, that's our challenge for each of us is to come up with some candy related drink for for next week. To make a run to the liquor store. <laughs> All right, uh, I am Harrison, essential. and you can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman. And on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's spelled C O F F M A N. And I'm Jason. You can find me on Twitter at Yami J and on Instagram at Yami J357 because apparently Yami J was already taken on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. And you can also find us on YouTube where we will release a short video with each episode where we will discuss spoilers that we can't talk about on the podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mm -hmm. uh, each week, we'd like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. This week, we are highlighting Save the Children. For 100 years, Save the Children has been giving children in the U.S. and around the world a healthy start in life the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. Visit savethechildren.org for more information. I think and Mayor Wilkins just wants to save the children. <laughs> that seems I mean, like That's what thing. he said in this episode, right? That's true. It's like, oh, it's all about the children. Did he really say that? He, he says something that's like about the young people. Um, okay, we'll see. Okay, then it does... Exactly what... The, our, our nonprofit this week does tie in in some way and is not just a total random one like I thought it was. <laughs> you, All right, well, until next time. It. Well, I do know it, but. <laughs> until next time, go slay. And be gay. Goodbye. Bye-bye.